Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast with Jesse and Erica Dale, where we explore how to get the most out of life, focusing on purpose, passion, and prosperity. Jesse and Erica Dale, and uh, we one of the things we have committed to in this new 2022 is to be a little bit more consistent with this podcast. Uh, yes. We just posted the one last week, and when we posted it, I said, holy cow, we haven't had one since November. But <laughs> that is life. Um, we're actually on a 21-day fast with our church, and some of the things we're fasting from are alcohol, uh, eating out, and Ordering in, so all of the good food is gone. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Getting but, ripped. <laughs> but we used to we used to do Sunday Fun Day, and while while we love it, we are taking our Sunday Fun Days to really padding out the podcasts and some other social media things that we're doing, um, some meal prep, and we're committed to doing like a project around the house. And we are not project people. No, we're no. not project we're not. people. We're not. So it'll be it'll be fun. Um, you know, just. Again, just growth in different areas of life. So today, though, speaking of growth, we want to talk to you about your marriage. Or for those of you who are not married, if you're looking to be married, um, you can apply this in the future. You can kind of get yourself ready. Or if you're in a relationship, mm. I think that most of these apply. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. So a lot of these apply in a relationship with your son, daughter. Yeah, yeah. You know. So take it, spin it however you want. Um, we're going to talk to you about the top five things that you need to do in order to have a, a flourishing, a healthy, a long-lasting marriage. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to dive right into number one is prioritizing faith. Mm. Okay. Now, I understand when most people hear faith, they think of uh, religion or Jesus or whatnot. And I'm de- I definitely do mean that. But if you're listening and you're just not into that or that's not your jam yet, totally cool, or it's just not your jam... But faith in other people. So if you don't prioritize, if you're talking to your wife and you're just like, hey, babe, I'm going to the grocery store. Ah, you got to deal with people. They have like no faith in, in humanity whatsoever. That's, that's not going to be a good jam. If you're like, but I love people. And you're like, oh, I hate people. I can't stand. I thought, I, I, I'm thinking of a failed marriage right now where one person like loved people, mm-hmm. loved human beings. Um, and the spouse just didn't. It didn't, was not a, and I don't mean like a being a people person, but they just had no faith in humanity. Mm. Where one just had a faith in humanity. She knew that like, yeah, bad things, people do bad things for sure. But the people that she surrounded herself by were, were great human beings. And I'm guessing that maybe he maybe surrounded himself by some not so great human beings. And so they had a, a different faith in humanity. So yes, I believe that you should prioritize your 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 faith in a religious face that, that that is absolutely amazing get up early go to sunday go to saturday um services come join us at emmanuel but also your faith in other human beings if one person has no faith in other human beings and the other person does that's going to lead to some pretty gnarly fights yeah i agree and i think faith in each other yeah um, that's a great point yeah, know, yeah great point i just talked to one of my point. friends last night we went and we were hanging out and she was telling me that you know another couple that she knew when they first got married the wife brought some of some of the baggage from her previous marriage she had gone through some trauma and, and was cheated on and, and so the um trust was mm-hmm. lost 
and she carried that into her new marriage. And yeah, you guys can sit there and say, well, that's just stupid. It's a different person. No, that's really hard. It's really hard to get through. And she, you know, the, the two husbands would hang out sometimes and she would call and wake my friend up, you know, midnight, 2 a.m. Just wait, what are they doing? Like, I'm, I'm, you know, and she just didn't have that faith. And my friend actually just boldly said to her, listen, I trust my husband. And if your husband is with my husband, you have nothing to worry about. But you need to figure out how to dig deep and really get into to trusting and having that faith in your husband or this marriage isn't going to last. Yeah. And I think that's really sound advice. Um, you know, one, don't give don't give reason to not be trusted. But also you got to go into that relationship with full trust. Yeah. And that dove definitely does need. I'm glad Erica brought this up. That does need to be addressed. If you say you're still looking to start a new business opportunity and your significant other or your partner is like, I don't know. That is exemplifying a complete lack of faith in you. Yeah. That's a big deal, guys. That that needs to be talked about. And I, I coach several people who have just accepted that and they're losing joy every single day. Can you imagine, Erica? Like there were two times where I put complete faith in you. One when Erica had never run a gym before in her mm -hmm. life. She hardly worked out. She was just getting into working out at the time. I put complete faith. She's like, hey, I can run your gym. I'm like, at first, I was like, you, you, what are you talking about? You didn't even go to the gym, you know? And she was just starting, and she rocked it. And then network marketing. I didn't believe in network marketing, but I believed in you. Yeah, and I think that's you the know? key point. If you're talking about business, and if you guys are in that situation, or if that situation um, comes in your future, you know, that was the one thing. Yeah, Jesse said, like, that's not a real business. I mean, he said those words to me, but what he also said on the end of it was, I don't believe in that business model. I don't believe in that industry. I don't know anyone in that industry who's ever actually been successful, but I do believe in you. So that's the words you can use. Like, and it's just open communication. He was honest. He wasn't sugarcoating anything, but he still had the faith in me. And yeah. that's all I needed. I didn't care what he thought about the industry. Yeah. And I don't think our marriage would have made it if I didn't not believe in you. No. I don't know if we would have gotten married or if, or you would have been able to stomach that for long. Yeah. Because that was, that's that a big, was prior to our, our marriage. Yeah. Sure. This is a big deal, folks. So if there's not a faith in each other... That that definitely needs to be addressed, and mm -hmm. you know, maybe some. But also, I think too, going back to that story with the the new marriage and her lacking trust because of a previous relationship, don't just don't just shrug that off and say, "Well, you just need to trust me." You really need to embrace what the other person sure. has been through. That's trauma, and yes, they need to work through it. They need to get the, the therapy or whatever they need to do, but also don't give them. Don't go into that being like, well, I'm just going to do me and you just have to trust me. Like you need to embrace that and give and take a little bit to have, you know, a healthy relationship and, and open <clears throat> communication. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, definitely faith in each other. And we would encourage you to have a faith in, uh, in Jesus as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. So number two is you have to prioritize money. Let, let's just take <laughs> the, uh, let's just take the business. Um, Erica gets a lot of other things other than money. As a matter of fact, I think she gets more of these other in, uh, other things from her network marketing company than money. You know, she gets great money. She makes very, very good money, but she gets a lot of other things as well, which makes it such an amazing business for, for her and, and for others. However, you have to prioritize money. And I see a lot of unsuccessful 
Um, not just marriages. It's just relationships. Yeah. This could be a relationship with your son. I if you agree. don't prioritize money, yeah. you're not going to get your son the mitt he needs to go to play baseball. You're not going to get him the, the, the bat he needs, the hockey sticks. A lot of things will not go well for that son if you're not making money a priority and can't afford for his sports or to provide his school supplies or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think money's a tough, tough topic. But if you guys go back several months ago, we did a top, we did a three part series on the three things that that crumble marriages, ruin marriages, right. and it was, um, it was money, it was in laws, and it was sex. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about two of those today because they are that important. Yeah. Um, but again, if you're single, you're not married. You need to start prioritizing money now. Because I'll sit here and tell you that I didn't. And when Jesse and I first started dating, that was like, I was, that was the one, the biggest thing that I was very, very insecure about because he was in my eyes, very financially successful and I wasn't. And I felt like he would walk away if he really knew where I was at a financial standpoint. And so I'm not saying that you need to, you know, go and and become a millionaire before you can get married or anything like that, but be responsible, start cutting down that debt, start really working toward, you know, an ends to the means and make that a priority in your life and your family and your marriage and whatever else you have going on. Yeah. And ladies, I don't know why it's just ladies on this, but men as well. If you're with someone that's maybe just, they're broke, let's just be real. They're broke. But they're priority. There's a difference between having money and prioritizing money. Mm. You know, Erica, yeah, when we first met, she was by all definitions broke. But I'll tell you what, she was growth driven and she was making it a priority. She was not messing around. She was not playing the victim. She was working 50 hours a week for the gym and building her network marketing company on the side late nights, making this thing happen. So it was a big priority for her. And that was attractive. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, this girl, man, she's, she's got it together. She is, she is growing. And that made things very attractive. Yeah, I love it. So number three, and again, we just said money and <clears throat> sex. We're going to go right into that topic. Um, you've got to prioritize your intimacy. Now, this this guy's from for us. This is from uh, a biblical standpoint. This is for the married people, right? If you don't if you don't follow that, like, hey, we can have a one off conversation. We'd be happy to talk to you more about that. Um, but with uh, with married people, you've got to prioritize sex. And I know that we see this all the time in relationships, especially when you guys start having children. You know, you allow the outside things, the kids, the jobs, the stress, the whatever is going on in your life to put sex on the back burner. And imagine this, like imagine you're, you're, you know, you get married, you're 25, 28, 30 years old, whatever, and you start having children and by 40, you and your spouse are just, you're just not connecting in the bedroom. Mm. And 18 years go by and now you're almost 60 and your children are gone, do you really want to start over and, oh, and find yourselves again sexually? Like, right. I'm all, I'm, I'm out. Because let's be honest, right now you're, you're hot, you're attractive, like blah, blah, blah. Well, that's gonna fade. A lot of that's gonna fade, but if you can continue that intimacy over the years, it all grows together. And right. none of that matters. Um, but you have to prioritize it. And you know, I'm not one, like I don't want to write on my calendar like Monday night. 8 p.m., meet me in the bedroom. <laughs> right. But if that's what it takes because of your life, because of your schedule, then you have to do what it takes. And it might not be sexy, but it might be. Like You, you might find some some fun in that, like the buildup of the day. Like, right. oh my gosh, when I get home, this is what's going to happen. Right. Um, but also, I think on the, the connecting side of this, in order to prioritize the intimacy, you have to prioritize date night. 
Mm. And this is one also we see a lot and, and it's society allows it. We just can't have date night. We can't afford a babysitter. We can't go out. We can't, whatever it is, you can't. You have to find a way. You might have to think outside of the box. You might have to put the kids to bed and do a, a date night candlelit dinner at your there house. You like, it doesn't matter. You have to figure it out. Because I think that's the first thing that goes is you stop dating each other and then the end yeah, of the Yeah, right. And here, here's the barometer. And, I, and my, my word for 2022 is truth. Okay? Mm. Hopefully by now... Uh, you know that I, I, I am love. I have a big heart. I love human beings. I love our listeners. I love all humans. Um, but it's time for the truth to to come out. And if your if your intimacy if your intimacy number per week was more than when you're dating than it is now, your your relationship is dying. Your marriage is dying. Mm. Period. If you were like, yeah, but you know, we had kids. We look, and I'm going to tell you another another false truth. Maybe your truth, but not the truth is is kids. We know several couples who have a very robust, intimate life that have three, four plus kids. Yeah. Plus, at home. Plus Not in college, kids. at yeah. home. Right, right. Yeah, they're not 60 years old. Right. Years, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I just can't accept that. And I know that both of those couples had some very high financial hard times. They weren't doing Ruth's Chris for date night. Right. They weren't doing fancy date nights, but they were definitely well, I think of our pastor. He, you know, one of their date nights when their kids were little was they went to Barnes and Noble and they sat together and read books. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if it's your, your thing, like just figure out what it is. But I think one thing we didn't put in here, Jesse, we said, you know, the, the top five things we're going to talk about and we've got two more to go, but I think these, all five of these are going to boil back to one we didn't even talk about, mm. which is communication. Yes. You have to communicate your needs. You have to yes. communicate your fears. You have to communicate your money and your stance on money and your faith and and well, I don't like I don't have this trust yet and I'm sorry that's me, but I need you to help me with this and don't just shrug it off. Like, right. You have to communicate all of those things. And I think this is part of growing together. Yeah. And you have to communicate you should have a growing intimate life. Absolutely. Okay, if you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of stale, you know, missionary Mary, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Then, then 2022 it's, then, truth here. Yeah, right. Then it's not, that's not growing. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's just not growing. So yeah, you're right. You got to get out of your comfort zone. And you know what, team, if if you're like, oh, that's just too, go hire a sex therapist. Yes, that's a real thing. Yes, there are sex therapists out there. Yes, I'm trying to get Erica to see one. <laughs> That would be so cool. I mean, go go get up. There's books, and I'm not talking about like the the bad. But I'm talking about there's good <laughs> scientific, non pornographic books that you can explore things for each other in that department. Yeah. So we will definitely move on now. Well, and I think actually I have one more point. So hey, sex sex is a great topic, guys. Yeah. If it makes you uncomfortable, well, you might need to find a new podcast. I'm just kidding. Right. Um, I, I would actually just encourage you to explore that. Right, but. When you say um, to grow together, I, I totally lost my train of thought talking about sex. Go figure. Um, shoot. What was I saying with the sex? What did you just say? Oh, there we go. Back to if you don't have a relationship built on a foundation. Now, our foundation is faith in Christ, and that's mm. also growing, right? Yeah. That was not yes. rock solid from day one. No, no. But I think that. I think that intimacy and sex comes so much easier when you build that foundation first. Oh, couldn't agree more. Because guys, the Bible says, 
to have sex with each other. The Bible <laughs> says to get married and have sex, and God made that for right, us. Right. That's why it's supposed to be enjoyed. Right. So I would just, again, if you're not a believer, you're not, you know, you've not really gone the Jesus route, maybe that's something that you explore. Because I'm telling you, there's some really good things. <laughs> yes, yes, there, there's a price, but there are definitely, <laughs> just like anything in life, there's a price to, to launching and, and growing your business, but there's definitely a payoff. You know? Oh, all right. We're done with sex, guys. All We're right. Done. So so moving, uh, moving on, and this was, I got to give my man, Michael Clark. I got this from my man, Michael Clark, and... Uh, this is huge. Michael Clark, Bam Weather. Check him out. He has the Michael Clark Experience podcast. You can check that out as well. But and I know Erica's going to love this one. She's going to be doing cartwheels. <laughs> listen, like don't listen to respond. Mm. Listen to yeah. hear. I'm doing that on that podcast. Eric is talking, bringing great value because we don't rehearse these. You know, we don't have like a script in front of us. Clearly. Or, 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 yeah, right. Or, or nothing like that. So I'm listening to her to respond so I, can, so I can tell my piece instead of just taking in what she's saying. And that's probably one of our biggest uh, fights is I don't hear a word she's saying because mm. I'm, I'm constantly listening to respond. Now. Sometimes it's because I really am deaf, babe. I, I don't hear things. But, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah so just, just taking a step back and listening to listen and to hear. Yeah. And forget the response. You know, sometimes you don't even need to respond. Yeah. I, I think that that. And it, it tends to be, and I'm not being it's sexist a, a here, guys, thing. but it thing. tends to be a male thing. Now, there are definitely women out there that don't listen to a word just say, but it is. it tends to be a male thing, and it's annoying. <laughs> First and foremost, it's just straight annoying. Um, I mean, do you want to not be heard? If you're mm -hmm. having a conversation, you're talking, do you want someone to just be like off in la-la land? Right. So listen to what they're saying. Don't listen to respond to what they're saying. You're going to come up with a response if it's elicited. You're, you're going to. That's just how humans work. Um, but how much better of a response will it be when you actually let them know, like, hey, I actually heard you say this, and, and here's what I think. Yeah. Get rid of the cell phones. And that's you with anyone. Like, it's not just husband-wife relationships. That's anyone in your life. If you are not listening to actually hear what they're saying, really start to practice. And it takes practice. It, that's just it. It takes practice. I think one of the reasons I'm better at it is I went to school for counseling like mm. we learned how to do those things you know if I was sitting in a room with a kid for therapy like I can't just listen to to respond that wouldn't right. work very well right but you should treat your your friends your family your spouse the same way yeah all right so bringing it around to number five yeah so number five and also a, a good one um you, you can't keep score Boo. <laughs> <laughs> how many of you guys are like you're pissed right now you're like what I want to keep score she did this she and did he that. did that Dishes, I did the uh, garden, right? And listen, this I, is from Frank, right? Well, yeah, and, and mm. let's let's just be completely transparent. You used to keep score, Dude, when we were No, dating. I used to keep score on my phone. You did, y'all. I had hashtags, man, like hash marks. Like, okay, I did this, this, and this. She is. I'm, I'm up five to two. Yeah. Now I'm pissed because I'm up. I'm up thirty percent or whatever. crazy. <laughs> and crazy. It, it's easy to do, especially when you're, you know, you're feeling like maybe some animosity or some some anger or, or whatever feelings are going on. What I would encourage you to do to kind of work through that is one: this is someone you love, right? Like you, you love them. You should never try to one up them or be, right. you know, well, you didn't do enough or you didn't do this. Um, also, I think everything that, that you should be doing is to serve your spouse. And I know a lot of you don't like that either. And that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with people not liking what I have to say. Um, but when you do that and you come from a place of a servant heart, those things just kind of fall away. 
Um, for example, and, and this comes from, from Pastor Danny, he did a, a sermon years ago, but he talked about the appreciation and the depreciation. Mm, yeah. And this one, this has stuck with me for a really yeah. long time, so I hope it will with you guys too, but basically if you can stay in that appreciation room and you just appreciate everything that your spouse does whether it's for you for the kids for the finances for the dishes like whatever it is and you just stay in that appreciation it's really hard to dip into the depreciation room so if you're appreciative let's just say you walk in the house and there's shoes on the floor and that's like a, a pet peeve for you well, for me, it really doesn't bother me that much. But every now and then, I might be like, really? really, Like, your stuff's all over? But I also know that, that the stuff is all over probably because he was doing sales calls or he mm. was mentoring this person or he was doing something for us, for our marriage, for our finances. Mm. And those things just go away. Like, it's not a big deal. And, and to put it, I'm going to really drive this point home with you guys because I just read this the other day and it broke my heart. Mm. Um, I was in a, a, a group on Facebook. I don't even know what group it was. And this woman said, like, she's basically upset with her husband because she wants him, <laughs> ladies, she wants him to want to help her with the household chores. And most men just don't do that. It doesn't come naturally to them. No one wants to do chores. You don't even want to do chores, ladies. But instead, what someone replied to her was, as a woman who just recently lost her husband, these are the little things. And so I hope that just gives you a little bit of perspective because when that when your spouse is gone, when your best friend is gone, and it will happen one day, I hope it's a long, long, long time from now, you're not going to give two anythings if their shoes are left on the floor. In fact, you'll probably leave them out for a long time to hmm. remember them. Right. So don't keep score. <clears throat> yeah, and remember, marriage is not a partnership where hmm. she does her things and you do your things, then you conquer the world together. Marriage is a fusion. It is one flesh. Yep. And you got to work toward a, that. It is not a partnership because a partnership is one of those things that uh, sinks every time. The ship that sinks every time is a partnership. Okay? It, it, that's true in business. Yeah, I know there's 1% of partnerships that I'm sure make it. Um, and, it's, and it's true in marriage. If you're looking at this thing as a partnership instead of you becoming one, one flesh, then you're probably setting this thing up for a statistical failure. Absolutely. So hopefully these five points uh, really help you guys. If you're, again, if you're looking toward marriage, if you are married, maybe you're in a struggling marriage. Um, it's one of our passions. So if, if that's true, though, guys, like our inboxes are open. Yeah. Like, and that, that's not, that's not a, a statement I just want to sound good on our podcast. No. That's true. We are very, very passionate about marriage and about staying mm-hmm. married um, and helping others to do the same. So thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you right back here next week. As always, we appreciate you. We appreciate any uh, shares, any feedback, and, of course, subscribing and leaving that written review. Thanks for joining us on today's Macro Millionaire Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a millionaire review. Until next time, keep working toward the abundant life you deserve.